0: Hi guys, welcome to a new episode of In Other Words with Danielle and Zara. So this is a podcast where we talk about a wide
1: variety of different subjects from conflict to spiritual gifts. So in other words, we talk about all the things. things. So It's very difficult to get
0: that on Zoom at the same time. I know. Oh, well, we tried. We try. And if you don't like it, then... Just skip, I don't know, skip ahead of the intro, but you're also not allowed to. No. So, Because then how will you know what we talk about? Exactly. Um, Okay, Zara, before we start with our topic, which is stereotypes, I want to know, Zara, how are you doing today?
1: I'm okay. I'm a bit bleak and weird. I don't know how to... What am I talking about? I'm okay. <laughs> That's Sarah. <laughs> yes, I'm okay. Um, yeah, I prepped for this podcast today. I went to fetch my roadworthy certificate and my <laughs> documents that say that I'm a car owner, which is just absurd. Ridiculous. And I went to a school to speak about Jesus. And nice. Yeah. So, no, it was good, but then... Then it wasn't good, it's not bad, Mm. you know.
0: (laughs) How are you? I am well. I so glad. Thank you. I went to work today in town. Traffic was horrendous because it was raining this morning, and it was people can't drive in the rain. No, exactly. There's and and you don't have electricity in the rain, so the fact
1: that it's raining right now
0: and the electricity is still on, let's just pray that it stays. It's amazing. Um. It wasn't even raining hard this morning. It was literally like a drizzle more than anything. (laughs) Anyway, I wasn't prepared for it to rain though because I looked on Google Maps and it said that it wasn't really going to rain or by the time I got to town it was going to stop raining. So I didn't even take a raincoat. But I mean, it's fine because the walk from my parking to the office is so short. So not a big deal. And if you know Drew Barrymore, she would tell you that you should never miss an opportunity to go out into the rain. That's what she said. W- when did she, she say that? She, re- she, oh, it's such a love, it's such a cute video. She recorded herself going into the rain and she was like, don't miss this opportunity. Something like that. Anyway, she's cute. so cute. Yeah. She
1: is very cute.
0: Yeah. And then what else? Oh, yeah. I had to go fetch Devon because <laughs> he <laughs> thought that he had left his key- car keys in Stellabash and he got gotten a lift um, from a friend's house. So he couldn't drive back to his own home. So I went to fetch him, luckily not a far drive from my house. We got back to my place because his mom had to, his mom had to come fetch him because he didn't have his house keys. His house keys were in his car. Then he opens his bag and sees, oh yeah, his <laughs> keys were in his bag, but like behind his laptop. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> 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 but That's now we are fine and we are recording. Yes. It's it all good. For like a second I was sometimes. like, if this podcast doesn't happen, because I had like already started making notes, I was you know, excited, being prepared. Yes, yeah. yes. we're I'm excited. I think it's going to be a we fun episode. Me too. So
1: I think maybe you could just start and tell us what a stereotype is, and then we'll go from there.
0: Because is it a type of stereo? Um, no, it is not, unfortunately. So a stereotype as... It says in the first thingy that comes up when you type in stereotype definition. The thing is oh mm-hmm. intelligent. The first of all, search thingy. I'm very intelligent, actually. Yes. Thank you. That's a stereotype about me. <laughs> so it is a widely held but fixed and oversimplified image or idea of a particular type of person or thing. And a lot of definitions, if you read them, they'll say these are often not really based on fact. Um, stereotypes, I think, well, from what I remember from psychology in first year, it's often based on your own experiences in the world. So if you have Mm -hmm. a certain experience with a certain kind of person, your brain sort of categorizes it as exactly. So like, oh all people like this must be this because of my experience. So yeah. not really based in fact
1: at all. It's not even always just based on your experience. It's just once you, if you hear something a, a few times, yeah. you, then it, you, can, you you internalize it.
0: Yeah. And like you, yeah. your brain loves, what's it called? Positive reinforcement. No, no, no. My, uh, I'm thinking of a Because my brain loves that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm glad yes. um, or maybe not. I don't know. Affirmation. Good or bad affirm me. Thing. Yeah. So you're like your brain. I uh, literally can't think of the term, but it's like when you already hold a certain idea and then Is it brain not positive
1: ser- reinforcement.
0: No no, 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 no. And then your brain looks for things that affirm this. It's a, uh, a, yes, it's a certain term. It'll come to me at some point, but all right, you know what I'm talking about. So yes, yes, yeah.
1: Okay, so what we did is we looked online at a bunch of stereotypes mm-hmm. and we decided to put them up on our stories on Instagram mm-hmm. and this is the perfect opportunity to tell you that if you are not following us on Instagram, you are missing out.
0: Like what are you doing with your time?
1: You are helping us collect data exactly. for our podcast. You get to have exactly. a voice. So follow us at
0: in other words, underscore podcast. Thank you for that shameless plug. Um, So the stereotypes that we use were mostly from this article from best life online. So anyway, credit where credit Mm is due. (laughs) Indeed. So we took a bunch of polls, basically asking you guys if you agreed or disagreed with these stereotypes. And I'm glad to say that most of you have correct opinions. I'm kidding. <laughs> An According opinion can't us? be correct or incorrect. Yes, it can. If it aligns with if me and Danielle, then it is then, then it is yeah. correct. Sorry, I was just saying that because I don't want to get bad um, feedback. Oh yeah, but yeah. Anyway. Forget so you. shall we just start with the first one? Or yes, do you have something else to say first?
1: No, um, the one thing I will just say I say I don't have anything to say, then I say something while Zara. <laughs> um, we are reading the results from these polls. We posted it 22 hours ago. So this is the result 22 hours yeah. later. So yes. if you miss the poll, then you should spend so much more time on social media.
0: <laughs> I know. Like at least eight hours of screen time. Please. Yes. <laughs> That's healthy. All right. Yes. <laughs> okay. Shall I start with the first one? Yes. Okay, so the first stereotype that we asked you guys about is the stereotype that women are always nurturers. And the results are as follows. 83% of our audience disagrees with the statement, and 17% agrees. So most people, well, okay, keep in mind that about not everyone votes on these things, so it's actually a very small amount of people voting. But anyway, yes, um, 83% disagree with the fact, well, the stereotype that women are always nurturers. What do you think, Danielle? <clears throat> okay. Do you think women are always nurturers? No, I do not think that. I don't think no. that women are always nurturers. I think... So this mostly just comes from my brain. I haven't done a study on this. This is just, <laughs> this is just um, my own thoughts. But I think yes. the stereotype largely comes from the fact that traditionally women are like the primary caregivers. So, you know, women yeah. have children. Historically, they have often stayed at home with these children. They've been the homemakers. Um, yes. They're nurturing people. And the only thing I have to say is that correlation is not causation. So Mm -hmm. women have been, I'm not going to say made to stay at home because obviously a lot of women like to stay at home, have liked to do so. And, um, yeah. So naturally this gave rise to the stereotype that, Oh, women stay at home, women raise children, women look after people. So obviously women are naturally more nurturing than men are, but, um, yeah, this is not necessarily true. And interestingly enough, um, this, I saw this the other day that, you know, you've, we've all heard of like the maternal instinct, you know, Yes. but this is actually more of a, a myth than anything else because people think like, mm. Oh, once you give birth, you, your maternal instincts immediately kick and you you just know what to do. But I mean, most women have said like, no, I've not known what to do. But they mm-hmm. really only know what to do. Once they've spent time with the baby, they yeah. sort of learn. You what learn the on the needs. job and you get to know your baby. Exactly, and also like yeah. the idea of a maternal instinct sort of implies that men could never have this connection with the baby that a woman can, but this yeah. is also not true because a man or whatever can still develop those same sort of instincts as a yeah. woman if they are the primary caregivers if they spend a lot of time with that child. So yeah, yeah, that's that's what I have to say about that. Yes,
1: no, I agree, and I think this is something you'll hear in like every second episode that we do but it's it's because of the patriarchy because it really is is. (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so there's no biological because I I did some some googling let's just not say that I did in-depth research I googled no I didn't either (laughs) um yeah but there's no biological um evidence that women are more nurturing I will say though to your point of this whole maternal instinct I don't think it's so much a a maternal instinct, but I do think there might be something that just happens naturally because you, a woman carries a baby.
0: Yeah, um, hormonal things. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. she's
1: carrying the child. So it's in a sense, like she's maybe more attached to a child initially. And so she may yeah. appear to be the more nurturing one. Um, but mm. again, yeah, I, I completely agree with everything you, you said.
0: Thank you for that, yes. Sara.
1: Also, if you disagree with things we say, we'd love to hear why.
0: Yeah. And yeah, I mean, like I can say like from someone who's been sort of raised in a home, like my mom has been a stay-at-home mom and it's been like really nice to have that. When we say, I don't know, I always feel like it's a really touchy subject when we talk about women being nurturers and like staying at home, um, you know, because we never want to give the idea that's like. Choosing to be like a homemaker or staying at home is like not a valuable thing because I mean it's no, I extremely it's valuable. So yeah, maybe a bit off off the point, but I just want to clarify like it's a very valuable job and it should be it should be appreciated more. Yes. Um, women should be appreciated more though. So anyway, there we are. <laughs> the That's next fun. one. Okay. British people are more polite slash sophisticated. So 82% of people disagreed with this and 18% agreed with the stereotype. Ah, okay. Sarah, tell me, what are your thoughts on this stereotype? So I definitely do
1: not agree um, <laughs> because I don't think you can, most generalizations you can't really take as fact because it's a generalization. But I yeah. think that people have a very limited or narrow idea of what British is. So people think British and they think the Royal family, the literally where she make that kind of very, I want to say classy Downton Abbey vibe of British people. Mm. It's a very small part of the population. So I, when I think British, I also think of like pub crawling and just this idea of like, if you watch like British TV shows, like with swearing, it's like, it's ripe. You know what I mean? You look like someone like a duck and she literally, we love her. (laughs) We love her. She cannot have a conversation without swearing. Yeah. So I don't think, I don't think you can make that generalization at all. Even like it's more common, for example, it's more common amidst, um, British people to use Jesus Christ as a swear word, and I wouldn't necessarily say that that's Mm. the most polite way of speaking. So, yeah, I think it's it is a generalization because you think British and you think the royal family.
0: (laughs) Yes, I literally wrote down that exact same thing, so I don't have anything else to add on the topic. So, good job. (laughs) Also,
1: something I will say: I will not reveal my sources. But I do know people that live or have lived in England, particularly. And mm-hmm. I was speaking to this friend of mine and she said that she's met a lot of young British kids just because of the environment that she's been in. And she said that they, she was quite surprised at the lack of manners. I've
0: and heard the said, same thing.
1: And again, like it's obviously the environment that she's been in, and the specific kids she's been like exposed to. But she's like do I want to have kids in this environment? So yeah, I think it's, I don't think it's a nationality can say whether you're polite or, or sophisticated Sophisticated is also worldly and, and has a lot of knowledge. And I, again, don't necessarily think that that's the
0: case. Yeah. Me neither. I've also heard just about British kids and this is obviously not for everyone, but I've like, the stereotype is that they are, a lot of British kids are bullies. Like bullying is apparently quite bad in those schools. Mm. I'd imagine probably in the public schools. So mm. yeah.
1: Interesting. Also
0: something to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, the next, the one. next one. Are you ready? Yes. Yes,
1: it is. Religious people are judgmental. Ooh. Pastors okay. are the worst. The scum the worst. of the earth.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Okay. So oh, These results were interesting because uh, we they were cha- like, changing
1: all the time. Yes. And like you look at the people and there was a fair amount of like people that you would consider religious and vice versa that voted in ways I wouldn't necessarily think they would vote. So yeah. This one was fun.
0: It was. So 51% agree that religious people are judgmental and 49% disagree that religious mm-hmm. people are judgmental. Okay. Okay. So, okay, I'll go first. Yeah. So when I initially hear that statement, my first reaction is, yeah, I agree. I do agree mm-hmm. that religious people are judgmental. And when we say religious, it's not limited to Christians, obviously. I think in general, there is a level of judgment that comes with religion no matter what.
1: Mm-hmm. Because
0: you choose to follow a religion because you believe it's right. So yeah. you kind of do believe that what you – like your religion is the right way. So there is, I think, no matter what, a level of judgment towards people who mm-hmm. maybe don't believe the same thing as you. And also, and I, I'm only speaking about this because I am a Christian, there is definitely judgment amongst Christians mm-hmm. um, towards other Christians. And obviously it um, it is, I think, a lot of people justify that because they say, oh, no, we need to hold our brothers and sisters in Christ accountable. accountable. And it's like a righteous judging. And I'm like, okay, yeah. are, you ju- are you judging to be helpful or because you like to judge? Yeah. Anyway, and I also think this is my last thing to say, um, just because we shouldn't judge. So I think when people, when religious people maybe read the statement that religious people are judgmental, they think, oh no, but like we're called not to judge. So we're not judgy, but like, just because you shouldn't just because we shouldn't judge doesn't mean we don't judge. So yeah. yeah, those are my thoughts. I mostly agree with the statement. Obviously, not everyone is judgmental. So yeah. yeah. Now you go. I think that it also religious
1: is quite an interesting term because yeah. you get the religious that are very legalistic, and then you get the re- yeah. like the religious who like I think. Jefferson Bethke wrote the book and he was, it was very big at the time. He did like spoken word on the whole idea of religion versus relationship and him not following mm. a set religion, but like having a relationship with Jesus. But if we're looking at just religion in the way that we've been speaking about it, I think that the stereotype has its roots literally since biblical times, the people that what? Jesus fought with the most Were the religious leaders? They were the Pharisees. They were the ones judging everyone. I preached last night about the Pharisee who prays, Thank goodness I'm not like this tax collector and the adulterers and I pay my tithes and I do this. So, you know, it's like, yeah, like throughout history, this has been a trend. Um, Yeah. But I, I think that there are many well meaning people. In religions, like you said, I think that people who are not meaning to be judgmental, um, I think sometimes we just have a we just tend to be more close-minded. I think religious people mm. just tend to be a little bit more close-minded and aren't sometimes aren't willing to to just listen, yeah, um, to other points of views, which is why I'm like very passionate about like learning and meeting people different to you you know Mm. but then at the same time to throw a spanner in the works i think that many non-religious people have become very judgmental of religious people
0: definitely
1: um so for example if i had to like very firmly say i am pro-life i think that they they i would come under some fire and they would be like Mm. does that mean you zara don't support the rights of women and you want the government to control women's bodies and you don't care. And my answer to all of those questions is no. Yeah. But because of a statement that I make, it's, there's a slash judgment. So I definitely Mm -hmm. think there's definitely, there's been an increase given our cancel culture that we are in and stuff like that. But I think for the most part, historically, religious people have been, judgmental, but that I think that's given the institution of religion.
0: Yeah. I think the the stereotype has roots like it's a stereotype for a reason. Yeah. And yeah, and definitely a a lot of people are like they do judge if you are religious. And I think I think a lot of it is as well just like from a lot of hurt from religion. And we've spoken about that in a lot of our episodes and you can also check that out in our episode that we have with Keith. I will link yes. it somewhere. <laughs> yes. Um so yeah, and I just on like a smaller scale, even if you say like, oh, and I'm waiting for marriage to have sex, dude. Yes. The amount of times it's like, What? Like why you're crazy? Like why? I know. And I'm like, my dude, I'm in a very happy relationship. Let me live my yeah. life. <laughs> yeah. So basically everyone is judgy of everyone's life choices and yes. I think yeah, I judge I my own life choices
1: sometimes.
0: Oh, yeah. What am I doing like, here, Danielle? <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. Exactly. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> but that's okay. Um, yeah. I think that's everything I had to say mm-hmm. on the topic. Cool. Do you want okay. to read the next stereotype? Yes. So people who love cats are lonely. Yes. And 100% of people disagreed with the statement. Ah. Um I think it's like maybe worded a bit funny, but i basically just took the exact wording from the article. Yes. <laughs> so, so I think this stereotype originates from like the crazy, crazy cat, lady. cat lady.
1: Yes. Where does so that took a bit of a, originate from? I'm going to tell you. You. Ooh, you did like an office ladies type deep dive. Yeah, I wow. did. Wow. <laughs> Exciting.
0: Okay. So... Cats have always sort of been demonized, right? Like, if you think about it, you know, like the black cat, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And basically, um, from what I could understand, is that the stereotype of the crazy cat lady goes back to about the 13th century when witches were like, you know, all the rage because they said that some people said that they saw these witches transform into cats um <laughs> so yeah that kind of already started Doesn't the association will
1: do that in the first harry potter movie and then yeah again
0: i think they she did yeah i can't remember how many times she does it but Side yeah she notes, does cats. yeah that's okay <laughs> so yeah that basically already started the link between like the crazy scary like witch ladies and cats and then um we also saw this the victorian sort of switched Witches for the old maid stereotypes. So like, oh, spin's, the spinsters have cats. You know, like the old, the old maids yes. had cats. Like there was always okay. that sort of link. Yes. And then in the 1800s, with the rise of the suffragette movement for women's rights, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, that's what the article said. 1800s. I don't know. But anyway, basically with the suffragette movement, cats were used in anti-suffragette propaganda. It's basically saying portraying women as these silly, useless and catty and ridiculous women who are trying to assert themselves into politics. Yeah. And so basically like, yeah, that's essentially where the link has come from. And obviously we know that crazy when referred to as a woman has certain connotations, like women are often called like crazy. Yes. Um, And another theory, which is quite interesting is that the crazy cat lady comes from Uh, like originates from this, not originates, but it's linked to this parasite called Toxoplasma gondii or something like that. And this is carried in cat's stomachs and it actually affects 30 to 60% of people. And this parasite causes changed behavior. So they're saying, like, women or people weird. Who live with a lot of cats can become crazy because of the certain parasite. And also, oh, just Angela
1: Martin. It all makes sense uh, yeah. now. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. And also, obviously, like, when you think of a crazy cat lady, you think of someone, like, literally draped in cats, and she yes. is a hoarder, and she has so many cats, and, and no she has friends. no husband. Yeah. She's lonely. Nobody wants to go to her house because of her cats. Yes. So yeah, and I think that's basically where the idea, like, that lonely people like cats comes yes. from. So. Yes.
1: So, I yeah, the first note I wrote was the, the crazy cat lady thing. Interestingly enough, though, if I were lonely, I would get a dog. Yeah. Because a dog would love me and spend time with me.
0: <laughs> yes. Um,
1: what's interesting is I actually think people who – and this is maybe my generalization, is cats are very independent, mm. like, by nature, you know? They, they aren't super dependent on humans um, yeah. compared to, like, dogs, for example. And so I feel like owners of cats are probably also independent in that sense. They don't need the attention from mm. their cats all the time. So it's interesting that they would be associated with loneliness when
0: yeah. it's
1: kind of the opposite. Yeah. It's more just independent sort of thing. But... Yeah. Um, and like cats are less social, so maybe that's why their owners are less social. Less social does not mean lonely, just so you know. So true. But there was a study that said that of 160,000 people, um, a study was conducted and it said the people who own cats are more lonely than people who own dogs. Oh, really? Uh, however, upon further research, I realized that this study was conducted by Facebook.
0: Oh. Yeah, that means so nothing, th- unfortunately. That
1: disqualifies it. <laughs> <Because> so <laughs> we'll Facebook never know as the an truth. <laughs> entity did the research, and I was like,
0: mm, no. No. <laughs> Show me the peer review. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's all very interesting. Indeed. Okay. The next okay. one. Yes. Americans are rude. The most okay. rude. Mm-hmm. So we got 44% of people who agreed with the statement and 56% disagreed Oof. that Americans are rude. Okay. Okay. Do you want to go As first? As an American, Let me know I are so
1: offended reading that
0: stat. <laughs> well, luckily you're not American. I'm not. So you can give us the truth.
1: So this is my own brain thinking out loud, but I think that Americans tend to be louder because yes. generally, if you are in a foreign country and you're sitting in a restaurant, American people will always be louder. I think oh, it's just you can hear them from a mile away. Yes, and I, I think that's it's a stereotype as well. <laughs> I think you can honestly just, obviously, in in the environments they grow up in, they naturally just speak louder. The majority. So I, I often think that loudness can be grouped with. Um, rude rudeness with rudeness, like, like being very self centered, which essentially is rude. Yeah. So I actually yeah. think that like the volume of their speaking plays into it a lot, which is I also think, think so. Yeah. Um, and then also two things. Number one, um, most of our mainstream media comes from America, right? Yeah. Yes. And then second of all, most of our media. Is negative, because I mean that's what people remember. That's what you see. the The headlines you see are negative. You'll always remember the negative before you remember. We're drawn to catastrophe. Yeah, yes we are. And so if you link those two things, then it's American media is maybe negative, but we are saying that the media is an accurate representation of the entire population, and I don't Mm. think that's fair.
0: Yeah, yeah. I also think so. I wrote here that I think I think Americans are maybe more annoying for people so like I wrote they seem to be like a lot louder than other populations often more entitled and ignorant and this is Mm -hmm. often willful ignorance they just a lot of Americans unfortunately just do not bother to learn about the rest of the world which I think a lot of other which is also a stereotype, but anyway, I'm allowed to say what I want. <laughs> yes. And yeah, so I think that comes across as like self-centered and selfish mm. and annoying. And yeah, so you can't really say that one whole nation is rude. Um, we did get yes. a response from someone saying that Americans are some of the kindest and most generous people, and I don't really agree with that either. I think like once again, you can't generalize a whole population Especially yeah. don't really gen- I especially don't really agree with the fact that they are generous because I think American culture is incredibly capitalistic. And yes, that I ultimately was going to say,
1: this, the whole entitlement thing comes down to, like when you grow yeah. up in a very capitalist environment, you mm. are naturally selfish. Like we are selfish as humans and that just adds to our selfishness.
0: Exactly. Selfishness. It's all about yeah. me, me, me. And also, like, when you look at America just as an entity, as, like, a nation, like, we see wars, we see aggression in, like, international politics and just general selfishness just yeah. from, like, an international relations stance. So I'm like, yeah, I, I, I guess why people would have, I can see why people would have, like, a negative perception of Americans. But once again, yes. I know Americans, I have family who live in America, and they're wonderful people. I will say, I did go to America about 4 years ago now and there was this very like just very tense it's very tense there i don't know what it is and like really? i was in, both in new york and like colorado and i just yeah. it just felt very tense and i mean it could be related to like general fear about i don't know like guns or something or <laughs> just the political situation yeah so but that's a, that's a topic for another time mm-hmm. and people were like r- r- weirdly angry like shouting at people like if they I don't know, like more road rage, I think, than...
1: Interesting. Yeah. That's I another thing, yeah, another thing is, I also think it's a cultural thing and what people yeah. deem as rude. So, for example... 100%. We, we might grow up or someone might grow up in a culture where speaking up is considered disrespectful, whereas yeah. in a lot of um, American circles, just from what I've seen, people are encouraged to speak up. Too many yeah. people probably do speak up. <laughs> Um, but that can be deemed as rude when it's not necessarily the case. Mm. And also like I was doing some research and like the idea of tipping a waitress or whatever, we see that here in South Africa, but that's also very much a thing in America. Like they tip busboys, they tip mm. tip everyone, but in a lot of Asian countries. So like if you were in Japan and you tipped a waiter, that would be very disrespectful because that would. Be oh yeah, I've heard the same sign, thing. That would be a sign of your thinking that um, that the restaurant is in financial like turmoil or whatever. So, mm. it would be considered rude there. So, I also think people have different definitions of rude yeah. depending on where they've grown
0: up. Definitely.
1: So, our next stereotype is another one that has to do with gender. Mm-hmm. Okay, real
0: men don't cry. Hmm. Okay. Let me just give you the the stats real quick. So, forty four percent of people agreed with the statement that real men don't cry, and fifty six percent disagreed with the general with the stereotype. That's that real men surprising. Don't cry. I know. Okay. Um, oh wait! No! 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 I'm looking at the different. Looking at the wrong stats. I was gonna Looking say, the wrong dude, I'm so surprised. I know. I was, I was reading it and I was like, "This is not what I saw earlier." Disappointing. Ninety-seven percent disagree. Okay. <laughs> I was so worried. I was like, three percent agree." Our audience. I was so confused as I was reading it. I was like, "Wow, things have changed a lot since the last time I looked." <laughs> yeah. Okay. cool. Yes. So thank, thank goodness, thank goodness. Thank, thank I'm goodness. so sorry for the, the, emotional turmoil that I just caused. Oh
1: my gosh. <laughs> I was like, I need to contact every person individually
0: and tell them, what are you doing? (laughs) Uh, Okay, what do you
1: think about that?
0: Okay, so this is yet another stereotype that comes from the patriarchy, the patriarchal gender roles. It's always the patriarchy.
1: Capitalism and the patriarchy.
0: I got to get a... And Satan. Was it? That is what... The reason yes. to blame for everything ab- forever. The unholy trinity. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, this is another harmful stereotype, obviously. I think it originates from the idea that women are more emotional, that emotions are for women, that men... Um, should not be emotional, and often when people think emotional, they think of crying and sadness and stuff. Yes, so they think crying is like a sign of weakness and it's feminine and it's womanly, and like men should never do something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and yeah, I say it's harmful because like expressing your emotions, and like a lot of people, both men and women, like a lot of both genders or like sexes struggle to cry. It's not necessarily more of a gendered thing, I don't think. Yes and um yeah like if you're telling people that they can't express their emotions the way they want to or the way they feel like that's how you end up with a mental health crisis yeah so just think about that
1: for sure so also the the word real is weird to me because when I think real I think authentic, I think vulnerable so I'm like yeah
0: what is a real man
1: yeah it's strange but one thing I will say is like I, I think it like you said, it's caused serious, it causes serious mental health issues, but also just issues in relationships, like relationships thrive or fall based on a person's ability to communicate how they're feeling Mm. and express how they're Mm. feeling. And so if you can't do that, it can be very detrimental to relationships in your life.
0: Absolutely. But
1: I think, I was reading this and I kind of got lost in, in all the words. I'm not smart. But like just the generation of men, it's like not our generation, like the one prior yeah. like prior to that, is a lot of things like um, – what do you call it when you're forced to go to war? Conscription? What?
0: It's con- isn't it? It's conscription?
1: Maybe. But it's just like <laughs> with, with men being thrown into environments where there wasn't – a space to be emotional because of the fact mm. that you're like, you know, like if you're in a war you kind of just have to keep going. You have to keep fighting yeah. time to like mourn the death of someone. And so a lot of them yeah. coming out of that like post-war world. Um,
0: it's serious like, problems.
1: Yes. And it's like you, you've been conditioned not to feel anything. So you, you keep on mm. doing so. And that can be very harmful. And again, like I think that that is a huge reason why, people struggle with their gender even because like you're told like, if you're a boy, don't cry. If you're a girl, you can cry. And it's like, what if I'm a little boy and I want to cry? Now I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm not a real boy. I'm Pinocchio.
0: <sighs> Shame poor Pinocchio.
1: You know? So <laughs> I think that there's that, but there is a biological but. explanation for this stereotype. Ew. Did you Tell know us. that men have lower levels of prolactin which is a hormone that induces tears tears and wow so because yeah. women's bodies produce more of that they are more likely to cry and men are less
0: likely to cry
1: but both yeah. need to cry because crying is a phenomenon that is very healthy
0: for the body it feels honestly like the feeling you get after a cry like mm-hmm. when you've like you know like when you've really been needing to cry yeah you know, and then you just do it and then Cool. It's very Nike of Get you. on with my day. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. The okay. next one. People with art university or college degrees aren't smart. 100% of the people who voted disagreed with the statement.
1: That is good to know. And for good
0: reason. Because, yeah, having a degree or whatever doesn't really equate to your smartness. So just no. think about that.
1: Yes, I agree. I also like, I think a lot of that also has to do with like access to education and depending on like yeah. what you've had access to, you know, it's like you no, can exactly. really determine those things. And I think that there's a lot to be gained in both spheres. Like going to university, you become academically, maybe more, um, mm. proficient. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, you can see, I, I have a degree, but I'm dumb. Um,
0: it's okay. You've been out of the game for too long. I've been
1: out of the game too long. Um, whereas like, I think there's a lot of value in starting life without even going yeah. to, to varsity, you know? Yeah. So I can say that of my good friends that are getting these fancy degrees, I am paying tax and I own a car and I'm learning how to do these things I've never had to learn before. Yeah. Um, so there it's is all, value. It's all
0: part of their life experience. Yes. Yeah. But
1: I also, the thing I will add is we also have a whack definition of, of in intellect and, and
0: smartness and because smartness. you also do,
1: you also do get this street smart versus book smart, you know? Yeah, the absolutely. Creative arts versus science. It's like, it really depends mm-hmm. on a, someone's mindset. So I will always use Brian as an example. Brian, freaking legend, A student in his fifth year of medicine can't spell to save his life.
0: <laughs> shame. So, oh, you know, it's okay. It really, we move. yeah. Yeah. One thing I did write down is like, you don't need a degree for like smartness, but you, of, you often do need multiple degrees let's say for like expertise
1: yeah
0: um so yeah i mean like i cannot call myself an expert in anything because mm. i simply i've not studied like a certain topic in depth You're a you a can expert 100% this i think you can definitely goal. become like yeah that's true you can <laughs> definitely become really good at something without having a degree but like in terms of just knowledge on a certain subject having a do- having a PhD in particular can be very helpful. Yes. But yeah, not not a... Yeah, what, what is smart even? Anyway, what next is? topic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, the next one says that wealthy people are snobs. And uh, 13% of people agreed with the statement and 87% disagreed with the stereotype that wealthy people are snobs. Tell me what you think. So... I think that while well,
1: being wealthy can be dangerous because the Bible says that money is the root of all evil. And I think the love of money, the love of money. Ooh, yes, that's true. Look at you correcting my <laughs> theology. <laughs> so I think that, I don't know. It's just, I think the same about power. I think the more power you have, the more dangerous things become, the more money you have, the more dangerous things mm. become.
0: I suppose money is power to an extent. Hey?
1: Yes, exactly. Mm. And so I think it, it can be easy to get caught up in it but I think it's a very terrible blank state blanket statement to make
0: yeah I think um like one thing I was thinking about is us as like middle class people and in terms of the rest of the population the majority of the population we are like we are wealthy in comparison yeah and like I was just thinking that we would actually probably never really understand what it would be like because like I was just thinking like how many of us would actually invite a homeless person someone who is genuinely like a lot poorer than us into our houses and treat them the exact same as we would treat someone of the same class as us Wow. you know what I'm saying wow. so I think yeah. like we would never really know what it's like if wealthy people are snobs or not I'm personally not friends with any billionaires so can't Ugh. say much about that um but yeah, I think there is a level of classism, but obviously wealthy people can be wonderfully generous and that's something to take into account as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I think there's there's a, a verse in Proverbs that speaks about how it says like, Lord, give me neither riches nor poverty. Like, just Maybe yeah. both... Yeah, let me be, law. Law, let me just yeah. be, be settled and, and comfortable. In the middle. The one thing though is I think... And again, this is just me and my brain. I think if you grow up in wealth versus earning your own wealth, I think it's very easy to adopt a- an entitlement um, mindset. Because if yeah. you've always had, then... You, yeah, for you, it's just the you, norm. It's like, yeah, you, you kind of expect it. And the minute you become entitled, it can it can become like a snobby yeah attitude. Um, But yeah, ugh, that's just... A side note.
0: Yeah. Just a side note. Okay, cool. Do you want to read the next one?
1: Yes. More gender. Yay. Yay. Yeah. Female breadwinners emasculate their spouses. or well, male spouses.
0: Yeah. I've I, That wasn't in the original article, the male, but I put it in there because I assume that's what they talk. They, that, I assume that's what they meant. Yes. So anyway, so... of people agreed with the statement and 91% disagreed with the statement that men are emasculated by their female breadwinner spouses. Okay, so this is an interesting one to me because research does show that a lot of men are like, they do feel threatened if their wives or whatever, maybe their girlfriends are the breadwinners in the relationship and also some other study – listen, I didn't read into these studies. I'm just saying what I, what I saw. I'm just yeah. saying what I saw. Um, that men – I think this is what it said. That men who are in a relationship where their wives or their girlfriends or whatever, the breadwinners, are more likely to cheat than the other way around.
1: Yes, I saw that as well. We probably went yeah. into
0: the same website. Probably. <laughs> um, so I think – here's the thing. I think a lot of men do feel emasculated because, once again – The the patriarchal gender roles. Exactly. Um, A lot of men grow up and are told that their duty in their relationship is to be the breadwinner, you know, bring home the bacon, provide. Especially if you've seen that in your your parents, your grandparents, you adopt that mindset. So the minute your wife or your girlfriend or like someone who you told you're supposed to look after, the minute they essentially start looking after you in terms of finances, like, I think you are bound to question your role as a man, yeah. but I think this is not necessary. So I think while they might feel that way, I don't think they sh- should feel that way. Yes. Although, like, I don't want to gaslight anyone, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You may and not I think feel like that. This, yeah, I think this idea is definitely changing as women are entering the workforce more and more and, you know, taking up higher level jobs. And you, you know what I was thinking, like in this economy, who are you to question who's bringing home the money? like I was going to say, like, we kind of Sheesh. live in
1: an economy where like, you kind of have to have both spouses working anyway, yeah. you know?
0: Like if I got this amazing job opportunity where I was earning more than my husband and he was like, no, sorry, like, that's too embarrassing for me. I'd be like, do you not? Do you not want to live well? Like what I don't understand. Yeah. So for me, the
1: one thing I will say is it's a pride issue. It's not a woman's issue. Pride's masculinity. If you as a guy struggle with the fact that your wife, your girlfriend, or whatever is earning more, that's on you. That's not on her, Mm. you know. And the one thing I'm going to say and maybe some people will criticize me for this, but I think we should be sensitive to guys if that's the the culture that they've grown up in. So, this mm-hmm. will never be the case with me given my line of work, but if I were a millionaire and I'd become a prosperity preacher, so I've got that, I've got that going for me. Yeah. You have that option. Yes. But if I were earning more and my husband felt threatened, like if he expressed that to me, I would very calmly explain to him, you know what I mean? Like you, you communicate about things like that. Yeah. So yeah, it's like, I understand that this is the culture that you've grown up in and you feel like this is your role. Um, And I'm not taking that role away from you per se, but let's just think about this rationally, you know, like you Mm. don't have to lord it over your husband. Look at you being
0: rational as a woman.
1: (sighs) What? (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to lord it over your spouse. Also. Another bizarre idea is, especially if you are a Christian, you believe that when you get married, you become one. Mm. So his finances and her finances oh, are your our finance. finances. Yes, exactly. Marriage so is communism.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to be canceled.
1: <laughs> I am not saying don't sign a prenup, but I am saying that like, if you it doesn't matter who's bringing it in like that is ultimately your money and you guys have to now be good stewards mm. of it um yeah you know it's not like I don't know I think it can be very dangerous if you're in a marriage where one spouse is like no this is my money don't take it and the other one's like no this is my money it can be very difficult to probably just like run a household and stuff like that so yeah I think
0: yeah, yeah. like if we can't think, say that Jamie yeah. spends
1: all of Simon's money because no, Janie's it's her money Simon's children and it's
0: their money <laughs> exactly um yeah and I feel like it's often put on women like oh you've got to make your husband or your boyfriend he, you've got to make him feel like a man like you got to in like uh, enforce like affirm his masculinity and I'm like if he's not affirmed in his masculinity by himself like there's nothing I can do about that I'm not going to make myself less so that he can feel more like a man you know what yeah. I'm saying yeah. And, like, um, you can, like, just being a man, like, if you want to be, like, a mas- like a masculine kind of guy, you can just do that. Got you know, like, it's, it's all about you. Don't make it <coughs> my problem. <laughs> 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 go, go chop some wood or something. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I'm okay, on to the next
0: one, I guess. The next one. You. You go. Oh, I don't have it
1: written down.
0: It's okay. I'll do it. Thank you. The stereotype is that women want to be pursued. Ooh, this one is interesting. Yeah. 80% of people agreed with the statement and 20% of people disagreed with the statement. And a lot of people who said agree were women. So I feel like we can sort of take their word that they as women want to be pursued. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think... This is like an interesting, an interesting one, but you can, you can talk first because I just need to, I forgot what I wrote down (laughs) and I need to read them again. (laughs) Okay. So this
1: is very interesting because traditionally women were pursued, but I mean, they also had to put themselves out there. They had to enter their season and go to all the balls. Um, so there was the two way street there. Um, But, so with me, for example, in my current relationship, I think it's fair to say I did the pursuing, given the circumstances. Very much so. (laughs) And I'm I'm pretty happy and content. And I think because of the fact that I am fairly assertive and stuff, I wouldn't have an issue pursuing someone. However... So I could say, Ugh, as me, I don't want to be pursued. Let's just say, or oh, I don't mind if I'm not. However, I don't want to propose one day. Yeah. So then it's like,
0: yeah, I know it's a different but thing. But I feel like, I feel like proposal isn't necessarily pursuing though. No, because you know? like the pursuit, the pursuing's done at that point. Not, yeah. not that you can stop trying, but like you don't need to. Yes. You don't need to pursue. Like, yeah. like pursue. Yeah. Pursue. Pursue.
1: Pursuit, yeah, pursuit. I think
0: I think it's yeah. just
1: it's an it's nice to be pursued, you know.
0: Like, I think so. It's nice. It's nice to know that you wanted. I think. Yeah. And one thing that I do want to say, because and this is something Sheila Gregoire also always talks about, just because one her. thing is true doesn't like just because it's true for women that they want to be pursued doesn't mean it's not true for men as well. Yeah, um, I think so people like, often if I
1: were a shy guy and I liked a girl, like. Yeah. Because she wants to be pursued, it's like I have to take that first step and that is terrifying. terrifying. You know? Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. And yeah, it's once again, like it does come down to gender roles. And mm-hmm. once again, I think a lot of this is changing. It's a lot about due to your own it's a lot about your own personal preference. Mm-hmm. And I think the one thing that the stereotype is dangerous about is that men often think that like they can continue pursuing someone, even if they've expressed that they are not interested. So just remember that no means no.
1: In our episode where Devin was part of the episode, what was it called again?
0: The questions for girls.
1: Yes. Questions that Mm. guys are too afraid to ask girls. So we did an episode on that and we spoke a little (laughs) bit about that. God told me I'm going to marry you type of thing.
0: (laughs) <laughs> Oof, dodgy so yeah we just got to you just got to be respectful and i mm. think i think more than pursue i think it comes down to just knowing that you are wanted and yeah. i don't think nice that's feeling. necessarily yeah i don't yeah. think it's exclusive to one gender yeah and the but reason
1: yeah. that i could i could pursue is because this person was just madly in love with me for so long that it was like yeah it's like, okay it's like
0: not even a fight for you <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Okay, cool. The next one: women in power are cold. So, eight percent agreed with this statement, and ninety-two percent disagreed with the generalization mm. that women in power are cold. So, I thought it was like it's kind of funny to think about the statement in terms of temperature, like are they li- so cold?
1: <laughs> Danielle, I literally was about to say to you,
0: what determines power? Because I'm always cold. <coughs> Sorry, you're like the most powerful person in the world, basically. (laughs) Cool. So I think this stereotype sort of originates from the fact, yeah, kind of the fact that women are sort of expected to act in like a less, I'm going to say like in quotation marks, a less emotional or like motherly or nurturing sort of manner because let's be real, femininity and like traditionally feminine... Um, uh, traits are not really respected yes so So you have to adopt masculine yeah and like once again to be taken yeah when you think of like generally masculine characteristics you think of someone who's like I don't know like maybe a bit more standoffish this is a generalization this is not what I think so I think maybe a lot of women do sort of take on more masculine or colder sort of um Traits in order to be respected as yeah as a leader and also just to be able to rise in power. But I think once again, like a woman who is in power, who's a leader, can be whatever she wants and act in any way that she wants, even if it's in a more feminine way. And you can be an incredible leader that way.
1: Yeah.
0: So yeah, I think that
1: yeah I don't again it's a personality traits and I don't think that it can be determined. You know what I mean. I exactly. don't think the two correlate, but I will say, I think that as you said, like women have had to adopt more masculine qualities. I think as a woman, like for example, like a, let's just say a judge, like in a, in a court of law, I think that you probably have to just kind of be, adopt some sort of coldness in order to be respected yeah. in your position. It's like, yeah. We kind like of no know matter what hall. gender you are. Yeah. And so mm. I think it also, it's just like, what is, power as well you know yeah and like, also do I like, yield any power because I'm the youth passed over a bunch of teenagers
0: yeah like and like is the woman doing her job like is she, like are you saying she's called because like she's just doing her job because like like you said like a judge is sort of expected to act in a certain way yeah so like you wouldn't call a man cold, and they could they, yeah. would, they would be doing the exact same thing yeah so The next one is the stereotype that rural people are unsophisticated. So I think by rural, they mean like, I don't know, farm people. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I think of, farm people. Yes. Um, So do you want to tell me what you think about that? Oh, wait, I'll give you the stats first. Yes. 8% agreed with this and 92% disagreed.
1: Yes, I definitely disagree. This is one that irritates me. So what was the exact wording that was used? Rural people are? unsophisticated unsophisticated and I also think we have a a warped idea of like what's sophisticated and what um classy is supposed to be yes like for example uh, this I feel like has to find it find its roots in like colonialism
0: yeah and classism
1: yes this idea that people who live even a non-Western way, are mm. like less educated, less important, um, less knowledgeable. And the truth yeah. is that they probably have a very different kind of knowledge, live a very different kind of life. But that doesn't yeah. make them... Yeah, doesn't Western. mean that it's worse. Yes.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, so, I... Like when I think of rural people, like my immediate thought was just of the so-called rednecks in America. I don't know (laughs) if that's an offensive term, but that's, I apologize if it is. But, you know, like the typical sort of like, you you know, you know what I'm talking about. I do. And I think it does, um, there are a lot of perceptions that these people are unsophisticated. They're not smart. They're not educated. And like, I think maybe to an extent, like, in the they Western don't necessarily Mall, go the not s- be considered. Yeah, they don't necessarily go through the schooling. <coughs> excuse me. Through the schooling system, the same way as people who live in urban areas or suburban areas. Hmm. Um. <coughs> I apologize. My throat is very scratchy. I'm sorry. And, Must have scratched it for you. Yeah, and I think also. No, thank you. Oh, okay. So, also think like when you think of having like people having different accents. Or whatever, like a lot of rural people might not have like a fancy accent or whatever. Yes. Whatever you define that as. And then that can often be seen as less sophisticated and less intelligent. Yes, exactly. Which is wrong.
1: I agree. And the one thing, sorry, one thing I will add to that is I am the polar opposite of what you would deem a rural person. But Mm. there's something very admirable to me about people who choose to live a simpler life.
0: Oh, absolutely. So, I don't know. And it's not easy, huh? Hey? No. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Yeah. We did ask you guys, like, what stereotypes you hear a lot. And most of the responses we got were, you know, women are bad drivers. Um, Asians are bad drivers. I saw... All rooted in sexism and racism, obviously. I saw an article the other day that said that...
1: That's... New studies show that women are better drivers, but I was too lazy to go and read the article.
0: No, it's true. It's true. Apparently, apparently, car insurance is a bit more expensive for, for men than for women because men yes. are involved in more road accidents. Than so same women.
1: with uh, car insurance is more expensive for people under 25 because statistically mm-hmm. a bit more
0: reckless. Yeah. Bit I'm more not reckless. a reckless
1: driver, but I'm I'm paying the price. Yeah. So
0: That's the idea really. that women are bad drivers also have yeah, also have classist origins yeah. Um, because, um, yeah, so initially only, like, upper class men and then eventually upper class women could afford cars, could drive, and then once lower class men and women could start, and, like, middle class men and women could start driving, you know, just breaking the stat- the status quo, and I mean, women were already um, getting a lot more freedoms, so the upper class was like, no, 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 yeah. women are bad drivers, and yeah. it sort of just carried on like that. Yeah. And the things with, like, Asian drivers, I think it's a lot related to xenophobia and just anti-Asian sentiments in general. Mm. Yeah. And then, obviously, we got the stereotype that Jews are greedy. And Where does that come from? Is that from Shakespeare? Yeah. I, I, Shakespeare that didn't Merchant invent Merchant Venice? Is that yeah, where? Shylock. Yeah, Shylock. It doesn't come from there. I think he was just, it was, like, part of the, I don't know if I'm using the word right the zeitgeist (laughs) at the time but um so historically jews were like people have always sort of had negative um perceptions of jews if you can hear my dog barking just ignore that i'm not going to let her out now i'm yeah (laughs) anyway um just ignore it (laughs) so jews have been historically excluded from uh like professional guilds and owning land, like historically. Mm -hmm. So a lot of them had to become um, merchants or financiers. Mm -hmm. So there's always sort of been that link between Jews and money. And then obviously, as people have gotten into situations like, I don't know, like when there's bad political vibes. Yeah. (laughs) When there's a bad political vibe going on in the country, (laughs) often Jews have been used as a scapegoat yeah. case study Nazi Germany yeah so. I mean
1: even like the stereotype exists still in like Cape Town where there's a certain area of the southern suburbs that are 100% known, that are known for like snobby Being selfish Jewish. like and then those people happen to, they have to be highly populated Jewish like areas and yeah. so
0: um, so yeah. it's a stereotype can be used very harmfully first. yes yeah, we should just stop saying that altogether. If you
1: are Jewish and you're listening to this, I don't think you're selfish. Unless you are genuinely a
0: selfish person, then that's because you're selfish, not because you're Jewish. You're welcome. so wise. I know. Okay, that is the end of the episode. Thank you to everyone for participating. Yes. It was. Fun. It, was. it was. Yeah. I really like to see what people's opinions are. No, me too. Me too. <laughs> So we can judge them because religious people are judgmental. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Obviously. Okay. No, we're not judgy because we're religious. It's because we're women and we like to gossip. That's true. That's so true. And we are just irrational and,
1: you know, yeah. PMS Yeah. and just crazy. Mm-hmm. Those vibes. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. Okay. So please remember that sharing is caring. In other words... In
0: other words...
1: Share this. With
0: Share this. Everyone.
1: All your friends. Everyone yeah. you've ever met. Uh-huh. Okay, thanks guys. Okay. Congratulations because you got to the end of this. Well done. I hope you enjoyed the traffic. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.